Hey y'all, I'm Bernie. I'm Nicole. And I'm Evie. And you're listening to Woke Woke Docs. Welcome to season three, y'all. Hey, welcome. Season three. We know it's been a minute since we have been on the podcast. We apologize um, to all of our <laughs> lovely <laughs> listeners and subscribers. Um, last time we were recording was our live event in September. Mm-hmm. And we took a little hiatus get our get our things together mm-hmm. but we are back in 2020 and back. we're ready for some more great episodes and great conversations and Woo. we hope you guys are excited too yes yeah, yeah. I, we can't believe it's 2020 it's a new decade and there's just something about new decades and new years that um, we're really excited about we're really excited to share new content with y'all and we're really excited to just reflect and tell y'all about our transitions and our reflections because um, we're going to be talking about new stuff because we're experiencing new things. But first, we're going to check in about January because now it's February 1st on this beautiful Saturday that's sunny. I feel like it hasn't been like this in a minute. So True. how's y'all's January been? How's 2020 treating you so far? Nicole? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really love January, honestly. January was awesome. I'm like... Yeah, I did it like pottery for most of January and that was really awesome. Like I learned new techniques and like how to like close things and like, yeah, so it was really cool. I learned a lot and I'm actually like taking classes now where I'm able to learn for the sake of learning. Um, And so I'm also, it's like just a different vibe to all of that. And then I've also been able to like kind of even deep dive into relationships that I have around me and really like solidify relationships and work on communication skills and do all of those things and it's just like it's been really great like January it kind of flew by like I was just telling Bernie like I can't believe it's February already that's wild like yeah and I'm excited for the new decade yeah I feel you I feel like January is off to a good start I was really excited about the decade I still am very excited about this decade slash year I think there's a lot of really fun things coming my way. I have some friends who are getting married um, and just like cool things to look forward to. But this month, I feel like was there was a lot going on this month. As you mentioned, like different transitions going on and transitioning from like preclinical to clinical type stuff and actually seeing patients has been really cool. But then there's other there's been other random things going on like. Kobe passing away and then there's like Brexit and there's a coronavirus and there's like all this stuff has happened um, in just the past few weeks and there was yeah there was just a lot going on so I was sort of like oh my gosh this is kind of a tumultuous <laughs> start to 2020 but I'm still very optimistic about what's in store for this year so yeah I feel like a lot of January was just like oh my gosh this is happening this is happening lots of like kind of like drama, you know, like there could be TV shows about what's happened in the past four weeks. But overall, it's been it's been good. I feel like I'm learning a lot. Um, I feel like my mental health and well-being is like very in in a great spot. Like I'm taking care of myself. So, yeah, I'm happy. It's been it's been definitely eventful, an eventful past month. What about you, Bernie? 2020, so my themes for 2020 are strength, flow, and expansion. I feel like the image that comes to mind is water. And I'm a water sign, but like, (laughs) I just feel like I'm putting the intention of flow 
more intentionally, but also with flow comes, uh, like water is some of the most, is one of the strongest elements because kind of like what I see it as like, it like carves its own riverbed, you know, it carves its own path in spite of um, it being very gentle and going with the flow. So I feel like those intentions have been uh, pretty cool because I see it again with this transition into clinical year. So now like we're, I'm in the hospital every day and I mean, we could talk about this more in talking more about our transition, but I have loved it <laughs> and I have <laughs> seen, I've just like felt so much soulful fulfillment that is surprising. Um, but it just is like very speaking to like uh, how much like patients really inspire me and keep me going. And uh, yeah, I just feel like also with just like different things I've been really feeling like I feel like on an energetic level with everything going on in the world like so many injustices are being put to the surface and I like feel that from a lot of people like the anxiety and the the grief is really um, palpable um, so I've just been really like being mindful about uh, how to bring compassion into all of this for myself and then for other people and um, not taking on people's emotions, but just like really allowing um, everything going on, whether it's the highs or the lows. And yes, yeah, being from LA, the passing of Kobe and Gigi and everyone in that tragedy really like, yeah, really just like affected me, but also just like allows me to uh, fully know that like, m like Mamba mentality has been something that's guided me so much. And I just feel like that's something that's always guiding me in terms of like making sure every day is filled with so much love and purpose and doing what we're here to do so yeah 2020 <laughs> good start yeah. it's been a month and we also want to like talk to y'all about how was 2019 for us i mean two specific things we had a big live event in late september how was that for y'all i it was great <laughs> But yeah, I was so surprised. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I recently actually spoke at a conference, this pre-medical conference, Minority Association of Pre-Medical Students, MAPS. Um, so I was at USF and I was actually talking about the podcast to people. Uh, and then someone who was there actually was like, oh, was that the live event? And I was like, oh, what was your experience? I'm like, that event was like church. Like I feel like it was like this like awakening or like this spiritual thing. So honestly, I mean, I think it's one thing for us to say, like, it was amazing. You know, we put it on, we worked really hard and like, we felt really proud of it. But I think it's really impactful to hear that other people felt like, wow, I was like transformed in this. Or that was like church, like something where they could like come to and feel safe and feel like they're le learning and like being heard and understood. So go us, y'all. We, we did that. <laughs> we did that. And it was really successful. And yeah, if you guys haven't listened to that, definitely listen because it was a great episode super long but really really great and powerful and really cool stories of healing so yeah i loved it it was yeah. great yeah i think we were like a little bit tired afterwards <laughs> like the following weeks which we is like we put in so much effort for that space and yeah yeah it's kind of like when you're like giving birth <laughs> just like right like it's like you're birthing like you're like birthing like a child like put so much love into like there's just a lot of little intentionalities like the t the panelists and the backgrounds and the experiences that they wanted and like 
the way people are being welcomed and like the atmosphere and the vibe and the music and like now you play music here like not the second before but like when we do this <laughs> and um I just feel like people really felt that intentionality and like shout out to y'all who came through like over a hundred people on a gray ass day on Friday including my parents <laughs> um and like all of the volunteers like all the um, yeah, all the students who really just came out. Some people came out from all over the Bay Area, like drove, took public transit, and we're just like, damn, we're like so humbled, and it's really just an affirmation. I think of like, we really do a lot of these episodes like as um, as ways of reflection for uh, for ourselves. I think and just like motivation and passion to keep going in this work, but like for y'all to also just affirm to us that this is resonating mm -hmm. and it's beyond just us is like beautiful mm -hmm. so you guys really that. showed up and showed out for us so we appreciate that mm -hmm. that was really cool to see yeah mm -hmm. and uh other life updates 2019 we finished preclinical, so Ooh. we're no longer in the classroom just learning about you know or like doing our little case right. vignettes and yeah. all that like <laughs> now we actually get to see yes. patients and we're like learning in a very different way now mm -hmm. so i feel like so much of what we've been hoping to do in medicine is like we're now getting closer to that time of actually doing it which is really cool and i think for me at least finishing preclinicals so in the traditional program for those of you guys who don't know it's a year and a half of preclinical before you do like clerkship stuff and for me it like felt like the right time to be done but at the same time because I just love my classmates so much I was really <laughs> sad that I wasn't going to be seeing them in lecture and small group all the time so I think it was a little bit emotional knowing that that little phase of time that was honestly so good to me was over but this new phase that I'm in I'm also really really loving and I still have the chance to see some of my classmates from time to time, not as often as I would like, but it's it's just that new phase of life that 2020 is offering. So I'm excited that I'm, I'm in this journey, but it was definitely a little bit sad at the end of last year because I feel like I finally got my rhythm of like well-being and just like, you know, wellness type stuff, like go to class, go to the gym for an hour and a half and watch my Netflix, go home, cook, like study. And I just like, FaceTime, like my loved ones and things like that. So I feel like I really had this nice routine and was getting really comfortable with like seeing friends, but studying and like doing other like wellness things. And then it's sort of like, ooh, well, you learned it. You got to do it for a little bit. And now time to transition to like a new thing, which I'm also like, again, adopting different like wellness things. It just looks a little bit different now. So it's sort of like sad to be like, no, wait, I like, I got the hang of everything. Everything's working out really well. But now things have to change, but I'm really liking the change too. So 2019, honestly, was very good to me. And I definitely missed doing the podcast stuff for the last few months, but I'm excited. I, I love that we're, you know, in this new phase and people thought that, you know, you're not going to have time to do this. And honestly, we, we might not have that much time later on, but for now, we're going to make time when time. We, can, um, we can, because this is important to us. And we know that y'all enjoy listening too, so... Yeah. What about y'all? How was how was the end of 2019? Um, yeah, so let's see. End of 2019. Oh, it was it was interesting. Really busy, lots of travel. So basically, oh, yeah. beginning of 2019 was interesting, like kind of really hard emotionally going through a lot of um 
family health problems and stuff like that. And then I would say April is really when like I began a lot of this like inner work and like self-healing, self-love, plant-based diet, exercise. I don't even know what happened, but just I just feel like my whole mindset shifted. And something that has been tugging at my heart or that I really felt around like August was like um, just like missing adventure and like mm -hmm. missing being abroad. And I feel like I was like always in my grind in med school and I'm like, nah, B, you need to remember like that really adventurous, free-spirited part of yourself. So then in mid-November, I went to the Philippines um, with this program called the Filipino Young Leaders Program and was really fortunate to uh, represent like medicine alongside a good friend during that program. And before that, I got to solo travel and I hadn't been back to the motherland in 11 years. I was taking all my pictures. <laughs> and yeah, like, she was. I was. And I was just like, my skin was glowing. It was beautiful. I was like with my people and I just like felt a beautiful connection with my land um, that I hadn't felt in a really long time, and that really energized me. I also got to meet like amazing leaders, youth leaders in the Philippines who were just like, who have just sparked um, something I'm still listening to So in terms of just like continuing that in medicine and throughout this journey, because I know it's something that a lot of people don't find possible, but we're gonna make it possible. <laughs> and uh, what else? I feel like December was cool. Um, finished my master's thesis, and then I was like, peace, going to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> and Hawaii is uh, Oahu has really become one of just like the places where I helped myself also rediscover kind of just like who I truly am, and just the it just helps me reflect and be present. And so that was really cool to end the year that way. So I just feel like, yeah, the last few months of 2019 have been very reflective of a whole last decade where in the beginning I was in like, what, what was that? I was in like eighth grade. <laughs> and it's like, this is where you are now. And it's just like so humbling um, to really give myself time to, um, yeah, just like take that all in. And so I'm out here. That was 2019. You really were traveling a lot. I, I feel like you were not really in the Bay that often. <laughs> I'm like, how long are you in the Philippines for? Right. Oh, you're in Hawaii? Oh, yeah. mm. went to LA for the weekend and you were back. I remember seeing you or like hearing that you were in SF. I was like, wait, Bernie's in SF? I thought she had like left home to LA or like was in another country or yeah. something like that. So yeah, you definitely live in it mm -hmm. to the fullest. Mm -hmm. Um, 2019 for me, I think the theme of 2019 was self-love. And I think like the beginning of like 2019 was really like I was reading and I was learning and I was like talking to people and really seeing like skills for self-love in people that I was talking to. And um, and yeah, just like gaining all of this, like what is self-love? What does it look like? What what? can you do every day to practice and what are things that you may not even consciously be aware that you're doing that either make that better or make that worse and so I think the beginning was very much like this re-education of myself um, in the realm of self-love um, and not just like self-love itself but self-love as it relates to spirituality as it relates to um, your work in the world and just like so much bigger than just this one thing of self-love um and then I think for me, the end of 2019 was 
the time that I needed to apply that. So I, it was really rough for me. There was a lot of things that happened at the end of 2019 and it was just like kind of like one thing after the other and it was very scary, but it, you know, people showed up for me in ways that I like never imagined they would. And like people showing their love to me allowed me to show love to myself and like the power behind that like it really just brought up everything that I had been set up for the entire year by like talking about self-love with people um and really really helped me like get through the year it was really amazing just like just what things happened and how like I got through that through the power of community and through the power of self-love and it was just yeah it was so so interesting and so I'm so grateful for everything that happened and then December I I went for my break and I went home and relaxed and it was amazing I for the first year we had just like conversations at home like because usually we do parties and it becomes this whole thing where we're all just talking to one another but because we're trying to talk to so many people it becomes this very like superficial thing but I was able to really dive deep into like what are my cousins doing like what, what, what do they want to do with their lives? Why do they want to do those things? How are their day-to-day going? And like, just like really have those really deep conversations with people that really have shown up for me. Um, and yeah, and so, you know, that all of that has led me into 2020, my year of liberation, which is really like the idea of like, I've self-love has been hard for me because of things that have been imposed on me structurally. Um, and intergenerational trauma that is not just mine to own. And so 2020 is the year where I'm releasing myself from those ideas and those thoughts and those beliefs. Um, So here we go. Amen, sister. You said the year of liberation and y'all couldn't see you. That's the, that's the sad part about podcasts. You didn't see my face. My eyes went wide. My jaw dropped a little bit. I said, that is powerful. Yeah, it really is. Um, that's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Um, I love this space because we can really just be vulnerable and like speak our truths. And I really liked how you were saying, you know, 2019 started off about self-love, but then actually really having being forced into a situation where you had to really apply it because it's like easy to talk and like, yes, let's do this and love yourself and blah, blah, until like, you know, till things get real and like it gets real tough. And then it's like, oh, wait. You know, it's easy to do when life isn't isn't too too crazy. But then when it actually when it hits the fan, mm-hmm. like, can you do it still? So yeah. I'm really glad that you were able to, you know, learn what that looks like in your life when the times are hard and that there are people who also like could remind you what that looked like and could support you through that. Yeah. So I'm actually wondering dope. whether we could like go around because I feel like there were different moments like you're talking about the laptop at Dolores Park. And I just feel like in 2019, like. Wow. What in my individual and collective conversations with y'all, what has come up is that like we can't, especially in med school where like, wow, the demand for work and your dedication is so uh, huge that like we, I think I've realized that like there's only so much you can do if you just focus on work and neglect yourself or neglect things that are really like on your spirit and like are just calling you, but you're like, nah, I got to work. But I think maybe what each of us has individually encountered in different ways is that, like, we can't neglect our spirit. And once we actually devote, like, time to 
doing this like inner work of self-love and acknowledging um I don't know whether it's like traumas whether it's like relationships or just emotions that come up then this actually is really hard initially but it really makes everything else a bit more smoother but um yeah I don't know if y'all like if something pops up to mind but I just think like that's a central theme because people don't talk about it in medicine and it's like nah but you can't get through if you're just grinding like you gotta stop and pause and listen so yeah 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 I no go ahead (laughs) it makes me think of this article I recently read about um how Oprah has a hard time saying no to things right and like just this candid conversation that she had with a reporter about it and just like how like every time she has a decision where she wants to say yes and it kind of like will make it difficult or like in deep inside she can kind of feel the conflict that she needs to pause and check her values Mm -hmm. and really be like am I doing this because I want to please somebody Mm -hmm. or am I doing this because it's in line with my values Mm -hmm. and so I think like those are the pauses that you need to make and like get to know yourself like what are your values like when you have those tough decisions to make like who are you at the end of the day like what are you what do you stand for all right Nicole about to take us to church all today (laughs) dang no you're so so right um I feel like 2019 definitely made me think about I think it definitely tried me in a way in the sense that there were like things that I didn't or maybe things I knew about myself, but I think I was content not changing or not actively working on like bettering. And I feel like in 2019, I sort of realized, you know, there are these things that like, I know this is who I am. And I think I sort of accepted it as like, oh, that's just who I am. But it's like, that doesn't have to be just who I am. Like I have the power to not do that or like be like that or like have this like mentality. Like I, I am in control of that. And so I feel like I spent... Um, a lot more time reflecting on like how just to to better myself and improve myself and just to like take ownership of that I don't have to think of things in that way or do things in that way Um, and so I feel like that's been really cool and I feel like I still I'm not I haven't yet perfected it like I don't know how to necessarily like be that best version of myself that I want to be all the time but it's like oh I'm just so much more aware and I feel like awareness is like the hardest part right um it's the first step it really truly is actually we're talking about that in my like my psychiatric the clinic that i'm um shadowing in psych like honestly just for people to just be aware of them having like an issue with xyz um or like struggling with that it's like the the biggest first step so i feel like 2019 helped me really realize like all right these are the things i'm struggling with and i feel like I'm trying to start making plans to like really tackle them. And I'm hoping 2020 is a year where I can really keep on going in that way. So yeah, um, those experiences too. Cause I want to like, actually, I feel like this is such a cool year um, that, I mean, I was gonna say that I'll never get to do again, but technically medicine is like doing this all the time. But I mean like in, this, in the setting of like, like I'm doing medicine now and surgery this day, like the, the constant like switching And so I'm like actually journaling and spending time writing down like how that day made me feel like, oh, you know what? I was really excited in neurology clinic, seeing someone with peripheral neuropathy. Like that was really cool getting to do the neuro exam or like I was really cool talking to someone about um, 
smoking cessation and like doing motivational interviewing and like talking to them about that. And so like writing down sort of like how I feel and like why I feel that way. And I'm hoping because I'm not exactly sure what I want to do at the end of medical school. Like I have some thoughts and ideas, but like like having written it down will help me like go back and see like, you know what? When I was doing these things, I felt like that really aligned with my values of this and that. And like at the end of the day, like that's something that's really essential to me. Like something that's like a core thing that I want to implement in my practice for the rest of my life. So it's been really cool like doing this longitudinal program because I don't have to wait like eight weeks or like wait till the end of the year to realize, oh, actually surgery was my passion all along. Like I'm like, I'm actually getting exposure to it like little by little, getting exposure to everything. So it's been a really cool experience for me. Um, I'm curious to hear your thoughts, Byrne, because you're also in a longitudinal program. Um, I just gotta say, y'all, you know, people when people talk about clerkship year, you think that you're gonna about, to, you, you think that you're about to enter hell. And I think, <laughs> like, honestly, people are like, you're not, I don't know how you're gonna do it. I'll see you next year. Like, and a lot of people literally don't hear from them till like a long time. And so it's just, it's really interesting to always have this, like, kind of this fear and this scare uh, going into this year. And that's kind of how I felt. I felt very, like, cautious, very protective. And um, like you, I'm in, I'm in a different um, longitudinal clerkship program than EVA here at UCSF. I'm specifically at the Kaiser Permanente um, <laughs> Longitudinal Integrative Clerkship <laughs> called Click SF. And I got to tell y'all, it's been so incredible. And that means a lot for me because <laughs> Nicole She's hard knows, to please. Nicole oh, knows this, Evie <laughs> knows this a little bit. All my JMP folk know this, but literally sometimes being in the hospital during uh, clerk during preclinical years, I would be like, I don't know if I'm going to become a doctor. Like I would, I was really doubting it and I was really just like questioning it a lot. And, um, a lot of things happened also in 2019 that was like, ah, we're just like different signs from the universe that were like, you should be a little bit more open. And here's a different mentor to like open up to you about that. So then going into this year, I felt very protected, very guarded because the assumptions were like, you're never going to have time for anything outside of medicine. You're not going to have a life. You're not going to sleep. You're always going to be studying. They're going to pimp you. They're going to just like <laughs> abuse you and like, not even respect your work hours. Like this is the narrative that's being told to medical students. And I was, and me going into it, I was like, absolutely not. Like self-care, self-love, all of these different things I have throughout my day are so important to me. Sleep is important to me. My morning rituals are important to me. They're just, that's how I'm gonna be a great doctor. And I know it. And so I chose the specifically this longitudinal clerkship program because um, like EVA said, like it allows you to be um, exposed to different specialties throughout the week. Literally on Thursday, I was uh, helping a patient at medicine clinic open up about her um, depression and anxiety that she hadn't opened up to anyone about in her life. And I had just caught it just because I was just like in tune with, I don't know, her mood and how she was feeling. And I just was able to ask more questions because I was a med student. and. Um, then on Friday, I got to scrub into the operating room and suture a heart during a five-hour open-heart surgery. And that was so cool. And Wild. my surgeon was like, yo, we got to take a picture. Like, yeah. got to make sure that you, like, this is your first experience with open-heart surgeries. And it was just, like, really wild. And I've had also really awesome experiences. Like, for example, the what's beautiful about the integrated 
part of it is that, like, for example, one day I had a full day shift in the emergency room. The first patient I saw got appendicitis. Then my emergency room preceptor was like, do you want to see him go into surgery? And I was like, yeah. Can I? (laughs) (laughs) So I got to, like, literally counsel this patient who literally came in and got to help him from right when he got into the ED all the way into the surgery room got to like talk through him talk with him through kind of his fears about the surgery and just reassure him that we're there to take care of him got to suture um, him (laughs) and like also learn from what was coincidentally my surgery preceptor and also got to be there for him post-op and I was like wow that's like really incredible so I just feel and also like I get my evenings I get my weekends and it's a healthier schedule because I think for a lot of block rotations like surgery and medicine like people I totally get why they have these um, narratives because like they're in at 6 a.m. they don't go home till hella late and I think with uh, integrated clerkships it's a bit more of a balanced schedule where you're able to have some free time during the week to devote to career exploration and your own stuff but then also have your evenings and have your weekends for the most part and like live your life like a human being because that's what we deserve like a regular, degular human being, <laughs> like working eight to five. Honestly, this is something for all the pre-meds who are listening out here. If you're like choosing a medical school, honestly, now having been in a longitudinal program, it's only been four weeks, but now having done it, when you're interviewing, ask them what they do for rotations, for clerkships. Ask them if they have longitudinal programs because honestly, these will change the game. Everyone I know who's in one, there's probably about, Let's see, there's 16, I don't know, for my program, and there's six for yours, and there's, like, another six. I don't know, like, the 30 or so of us who are in these programs, I think we all, like, couldn't be happier. Um, So if you're a pre-medical student and you're thinking about medical schools or you're, like, interviewing or whatever it is that you're doing at this time, like, ask them, like, what does clerkships look like for the students? Like, how happy are they in clerkships? Like, do they have longitudinal programs? Because... Let me tell you, having your weekends off for the most part, being done by like 5, 5.30 for the most part, and like showing up, like having a regular just like work life and not being in the hospital. Like at, I have a friend who told me they go to another school. I'm, I'm not going to say the name of that medical school, but they go to another <laughs> medical school and she has to be there before the residents. She's on surgery. She has to be there before the residents are there. So she wakes up at 3.40 in the morning, which I say in the morning, but what I really mean is 3.40 in the middle of the night because as far as I'm concerned, that's the middle of the night. Um, She wakes up at 3.40 so she can get to the hospital by 4.30 because she has to pre-round on the patients before the residents and then she doesn't leave until 6. So I'm like, you're waking up at 3.40 in the morning to get there at 4.30 in the morning to leave at 6 to get home at what? Like 6.30 or something like that. You still need to eat. You're supposed to shower, study. When do you have time to do laundry? When do you have time to take care of like you, you need to go to the dentist. You need to go to a doctor. Like, there's no time for you to do any of that. And so it's very important. Like, people just end up neglecting their own physical and mental health um, for the sake of learning these rotations. And I'm just like, why can't I learn, but then also make sure that I'm okay and safe? <laughs> um, so anyways, I just think that the way that the the education of you know, or like training of physicians to set up is like not conducive at all to our well-being. But the best sort of thing you can do, like if you want to get that, you know, that that wellness in, is try to do a longitudinal program. So, highly recommend.
one so basically with longitudinal programs like you work one-on-one with your preceptors in every single core specialty like it's just you and a doctor like it's amazing like for most clerkships like you're in like surgery with like two or three other med students and it's like even if it's pass fail which it is at UCSF a lot of a lot of places don't have that but like that inherently has a competitive vibe because then you're like constantly comparing but literally during longitudinal clerkships it's like you and your doctor that's it for sure and you also get your own panel of patients too yes you got to like follow patients over the course of the year um which is honestly such a blessing especially for those who are like primary care minded because when you're on a rotation for like four weeks six weeks eight weeks like okay you see that patient for that time but then you switch to another rotation and then you're like you were in surgery mm-hmm. now you're an ob guy and you have you don't see that patient at all mm-hmm. like we have the benefit of I, i'm gonna have medicine clinics for the entire year and so for a patient to um interact with the healthcare system a lot because maybe they have a lot of chronic medical conditions and have to come in for different appointments um you can really follow them mm-hmm. and go to their different appointments with them and you know oh you have a cardiology appointment like i have some time with like, some free time here like maybe i can accompany you or like mm-hmm. you can just follow in and check in on them multiple times over the course of the year and so mm-hmm. I've actually already had the chance to do that and like see my patient like in the clinic but then also when they had to go to the the ED and like to the hospital and I could actually stop by and see them and support them and the mother of that patient almost like she literally hugged mm-hmm. me and kissed my cheek because she was so happy to see me I think it just brought her so much joy that someone um cared for for her daughter and that like I wanted to to show up and just see how she was doing so I think that's a really beautiful part um, of this type of program. So highly recommend y'all if you couldn't if you couldn't tell. This is the way to do it. You know we like wellness here at Woke we- <laughs> We really care about healing of ourselves yes. and of others, but we're yes. not going to do anything that's going to jeopardize mm-hmm. our well-being. So yes. we're looking out for all of y'all mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm curious, what are things you guys are looking forward to in the rest of the year? I think for me, the rest of 2020, I'm looking forward to traveling a little bit um, in some parts of it. And so I'm like, yeah, I don't know where yet. And I kind of am like leaving it up to like, yeah, to see what what, end up, what ends up happening. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to traveling. I'm really looking forward to um, like expanding and, and that's like in every sense of the word. It's just like I'm trying like right now to practice like using my voice because like I'm one of those people that has been like shy and like avoidant of conflict and all of these things. And so I'm really wanting to try to use my voice in those different ways. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what that expansion looks like. Like I'm really I'm going in zero expectations. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens this year. Let's see. For me, I'm just, ex- I'm excited. I'm con- I continue to be very excited for this year. I did not expect I would love hosp- hospital and clinic so much and medicine so much. So I'm just really being very open, y'all. This is such a big thing for me because literally everyone's like, wait, what, Bernie? Like, you <laughs> love the clinic? And I'm like, I do. <laughs> it's Yeah, so I'm just like really looking forward to, again, growing and becoming a better doctor and learning from the amazing preceptors and patients I get to interact with. Second, in terms of like lifestyle, I think 
yeah, I've been doing this, and it's been great. I've been eliminating dairy, mm. and it's so hard. Literally, everyone who knows me, I fucking love cheese. I love pizza. <laughs> Mac and cheese, though, like, uh, yeah. So eliminating dairy has been really great, honestly. I don't know why that's still recommended on people's plate, even though most people of color are lactose intolerant. That what what are you noticing? What are the changes? Just, like, more energy. I don't get any GI problems. Mm. And I, like, have this weird bout of, like, cystic acne for, like, two months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening? And I was like, wow, it changes in my diet. Mm. So even though I was, like, vegetarian, I was, like, eating hella cheese. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. So, again, like, even I was plant I'm, I was plant-based starting in 2019, but now even refining it more to just know what's unique to my own diet. Mm-hmm. Like, now I also, like, eat, like, so, like some chicken and, and um, fish throughout the week as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's just interesting to, like, get to know myself. I'm, like, obsessed with knowing myself now, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, really cool. So eliminating dairy, and also I do my best to, like, minimize added sugar. That's the hardest one for me. Yeah. <laughs> It's just because, like, yo, this is crazy. Like, it's, it's so everywhere. Good. It's everywhere. Yeah, it tastes so good. Yeah. <laughs> I've been, yeah. I've been interested in, like, a lot of food justice lately and just doing a lot more reflection on, like, just how intentional all this shit is in terms of, like, unhealthy eating for our communities. And mm. so, um, yeah, eliminating dairy and added sugar. And then other things is that really looking forward to also continuing to come back to myself. Um so continuing with the Freedom Community Clinic, um, and uh, we just uh, transitioned leadership for the Freedom School team out in the East Bay that I'm super excited about. Wow. And uh, just continuing to do a lot of organizing work when I can, of course, to a more adapted capacity, but um, I'd be feeling great. And I think it's because my spirit is full and I'm listening to that. So keeping my spirit full, 2020. Love yourself, 2020. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. What am I looking forward to? Um, I think I'm just looking forward to continuing to like see my patients and learn from them and just become like the type of doctor that I really want to be, you know, because perfect practice makes perfect. And so actually spending that time to like engage in those conversations with them and like really perfect those physical exam skills and things like that. Like I'm excited to, to get better at that. So that way I can actually be a physician who like is competent, but then also really cares. Cause I feel like I have a lot of the caring, but I want to also like have all the competencies. So that way people like people already feel like, I think people already feel like they can trust me, but like that way I can actually know, know my shit. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, and I'm excited for also learning how to balance the well-being stuff. I feel like I'm doing mm-hmm. well so far because it's outpatient clinics. I still have time to work out. I'm still working out four to five times a week. I'm still meal prepping. Like I'm still um, making sure I call my friends and family. So I feel like I'm doing well with that. We'll see how it goes when I'm on my two weeks of inpatient surgery because I still do have to do some inpatient time. Uh, so that'll be interesting when I have to be at the hospital at like 5.30 or something like that and then leaving at 6 or later. Um, so that's definitely going to be a transition, but I'm I'm actually even excited to see just how I do with that and see what that's going to be like because that might just be a little glimpse of residency and I might need to adjust. And so uh, I'm excited for that. Like I said, some weddings coming up that I'm looking forward to. Um, yeah, I'm just... 
I'm excited for so many things, guys. I think it's going to be a really great year and a year of growth. And um, you said it before with your, like, expansion. And then you also said feeling like expanding. And I just feel like, yeah, there's just (laughs) – we're all really out here just trying to, like, become the best versions of ourselves and, like, stretch ourselves. That was something I thought about last year. I was like, this is a year I'm going to really truly be stretched. And I'm ready. I'm limber. I'm flexible. Stretch Mm -hmm. me out. Like, let's do this. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there's just, like, there's just so much growth that happens there. And Mm -hmm. then, like, yeah, you're just just constantly improving yourself and learning about other people and learning about yourself, which I think is just really important. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited for all that to happen this year. Yes. The year of stretching and expanding. Oh. And liberation. We Has got all of it. This, it's coming to me. It's okay. coming to me. <laughs> it's, like, it's speaking to me. What's okay. going to happen this year? So it's going to be beautiful. Yes. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. It's going to be great. Yes. And I'm really curious to know what our listeners think about for 2020. Like, what's this going to be their year of? Yeah. Maybe they should, like, I don't know, send yeah. us an email or, send like, comment on an Insta post if we post yeah. something and let us know what 2020 is your year of. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can talk about it in an episode. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And we'll be, so, I mean, we have definitely more intense schedules. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to lie to you. It's yeah, not like we, easy, easy right. peasy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely not easy peasy. So we have more intense schedules, so we're doing our best to um, produce some episodes monthly and possibly taking a break during the summer. And, um, yeah, we just appreciate that y'all just vibe with us. So keep vibing with us and um, just know that we're really looking forward to these check-ins specifically because I think it's just so important um, to keep it real with y'all, especially as we're on this journey because it's the it's the beginning of 2020 for us. We're like, this is we're here and it's going to be really interesting to listen back to this episode when it's like May after we take our shelves and we're oh like deep in research and then it's going <sighs> to be November and it's after medicine show. <laughs> yeah. But then yep. we're going to almost be finished. So, you know, it's just, know. uh, we're excited to be on this journey with y'all because we don't know where we're going to be, but we do have these intentions of stretching and growth and, and expansion. So we appreciate for y'all for following along with us. Mm-hmm. And also one last thing. I really, because we're sort of like at the start of this clinical transition and like we're not really sure what we want to do, I am trying to like think of like what what you know what what kind of doctor I want to be when I grow up. And I'm curious to know like what you guys also want to be and what you guys mm. think we're going to choose at the end of this. Ooh. I think it'd be fun if we like check in and say like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm doing this or I'm doing that." And then I want to hear other people's bets. Like, mm. what you think of, like, Bernie going to be a surgeon? <laughs> Bernie's been in pull? Bernie has been in the OR guys like sending us pictures of her like she said like doing these open heart surgeries and she's like am i a surgeon yet like i don't know that might be in your future so i know i like people have any guesses on what they think we're going to end up doing too please feel free to share that as well as what 2020 what 2020 means to you or what this is your year of yes so thank you all for tuning in we're so excited for the rest of the season go forth be great be great (laughs) 